hey, you know what? I've been talking to some fascinating people at the Dead Center Film Festival this week. Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. I am visiting with Youssef Kazemi today, and he is one of the brand new filmmakers. This is your first film that's going to be in Dead Center Film Festival. That's it, correct. Youssef? It's my first film, period. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the title is? Yes, We're Open. Yes, We're Open. Now, tell me, you know, for somebody who wouldn't even read the background on it or anything in the Dead Center materials, tell us tell us a little bit about what, um, what the this 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 film is about it's it's one of the shorts it's it? correct yes. yeah how long is it it's about 14 minutes okay all right yes so so kind of in a nutshell tell me a little bit what okay. that's about so the official log line for the film would be that it's a story about an unlikely friendship between a convenience store owner and a shy young girl okay all right and you got those ideas why well, it's based on a true story um, about my father. Okay. Um, here's where I can get into a long story. Are you ready to well. hear it? Okay. So, um, in, in 2012, my dad passed away okay. after a two-year battle with cancer. Okay. He had had a family business growing up called Fun Mart. Okay. I spent most of my formidable youth working weekends at the store <laughs> and resenting it the whole time. Yes, of course. You know, wanting to be like out with Like all friends. teenagers, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, now it built me all my hardworking skills yes. and all of that. Yes. But um, he owned that business for about 25 years. Wow. Where, yes. where, where was that store? It was on Northwest Expressway and Meridian. Northwest Expressway mm-hmm. and Meridian called yeah. Fun Mart? Fun Mart, yes. Yeah. They I, did. Bet, I bet we have some listeners who probably it, are going to go, yeah, I know who that guy And if they was. don't know where that is, it's by Poncho's Liquor Town. And most <laughs> people know where that is. So, um, But yeah, no, it was there on the corner there. And it was a bait shop, kegs, and, and uh, convenience store. Okay, yeah. um, and so after he passed, it, it stayed with the family for a couple years. Right. And customers would come in from time to time. And uh, maybe they hadn't been there in a while and ask about him. My uncle was working the store at the time. And one day... This woman came in and she asked about my dad and my uncle told her, you know, I'm sorry, he passed away. And she told my uncle, you know, I just want you to know this store meant a lot to our family growing up. Mm-hmm. My daughter used to wait um, for the school bus in this area and every wow. morning she would get bullied by other students there. Mm-hmm. And she said that my dad invited her into the store every morning kind of looked after her and would walk her to the bus and so that's how you got this that's where it came from yes good all right all right now now how close so well let me let me stay with my original question how close is this story in the film to your dad and this girl's actual story i literally only know that 
what that woman said to my uncle and that's oh, the story that was passed it. down right. so um there were some creative liberties taken yeah, yeah. to make it yeah. you know a nice narrative it's a story. story right but it's you based, call it fiction you call right. it fiction but right. it's based upon something you heard about your dad correct yes mm-hmm. yeah okay so so your family's cultural background of course you're american but right. your, fa- your family's cultural background is is home-based in Iran. Well, my dad is Iranian and my mom is from Kansas. So they are the (laughs) definition of opposites attracting. Right, right. From Kansas. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, so is your, is your mother's cultural background like typical German American Kansas or is it, it, it really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, um, so you grew up in a in a very blended family. Very much so, yes. Cultures, you know, straddling cultures. Yes. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So your dad sounds like somebody who is very open to other cultures anyway. Absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, whoever, if he met you... He just met you. It, it it wasn't with blinders on. Right, and owning a store, he met yeah. a lot of different characters yeah, over the years. Yeah, yeah, especially convenience yeah. store. So, yeah. yeah. What um, for for people who who just don't know what convenience store life is like? Now you worked there. What's what's that like anyway? When you work in a in a convenience store? Well, you know, for my <clears throat> dad. It was a lot of hard work. Yeah. He was open seven days a week, right. and it was a one-man show. Yeah. So um, that's the first part About of it. About 15 hours a day. Yeah, right. you know, from start to set up. Right. And then, of course, you know, in the mornings, you have to make runs and things like yes, that, right. minnow yeah. runs and, and then that uh-huh. type of thing. I would say it's probably harder for, um, like, the mom and shop owners versus, you know, like, the 7-Elevens and the quick trips and things like that because you're doing competing business with them. But then, I mean, you know, for us, we did a lot of stuff in store. So, you know, bagging your own ice and and that type of thing. So, um, the little things. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... uh, but at the same time, you get kind of a loyal client base, and yeah. every day is a little. You never know what's gonna walk in. I mean, that's what the film is kind of yeah, about too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to a certain extent, there's there's a certain element there where you really don't know who's gonna walk in the door next. No. no. But but then you have that loyal clientele, right? The, the people who enjoy coming in there, enjoy seeing you say hello to you exactly. every day when they come in to get cigarettes or pop or coffee right. or whatever. So does that, I think most of us who've not worked in that business think, oh my God, that's got to be the scariest thing in the world because we see on the news some like, like you know, shootout between right. a store owner and a, and a bad guy, you know, or something. And we think that's all of convenience store life. But that that's like one moment maybe out of 25 years of a exactly. convenience store owner's life, right? Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, of course, with there was a natural fear of that, like as a <laughs> child growing, because you right. see that in the media and yeah, things like sure. that. But yeah. I mean, nowadays that type of violence seems to be everywhere and no I matter think, where you go right and and i think in his 25 years he never had a situation like that right um it's rare yeah 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 do you did did you find I, you know i didn't intend for this podcast to be about convenience no stores, it's cool but, i but, haven't got yeah. to talk about it in a long time <laughs> but but the thing uh, do you find that i mean when i've in my past when i've been around a lot of kind of 
desperate people, you know, desperate people do desperate things, that, that desperate people become less desperate when they know you, when you reach out to them, when you get to know them. Uh, they might do desperate things to somebody else, but they won't do a desperate thing to you. They won't rob you right. because they like you. Is that, is that kind of what convenience store owners find out? I guess I learned that when I was driving a cab for about yeah, a year. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a family bond. Yeah. You know, once you, you know, when you're the corner shop in yeah. someone's community. Right. And I would say if you're a and good... And if you're good to people. Right, so I was going to say if you're yeah. a good man, yeah, a good businessman, you know, right. personal... Um, it kind of becomes a safe haven right, of sorts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 become how well you relate to people is your safety. My dad was very good at that. I mean, yeah. you know, every morning there was the this group of older gentlemen, like retired gentlemen. Yeah. They'd come in for their coffee every morning at seven, <laughs> sit in the back right. table. I mean, there were lots of people who had a routine, as you know, you kind of hinted towards. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Great. That's great. Thank, thanks for talking about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's a little slice of life that we see on YouTube videos a mm-hmm. lot. Y- you know, that, that one life life and death harrowing experience. You know, there's a bunch of YouTube videos right. out there. But we don't see the work a day, you know, unless we just walk into a store and see what's going on. But we don't really know. Right. And I think it's harder to under... Like, if you've never, you know, had a job like that or been in yeah. that dynamic, uh-huh. I think it's harder to understand. But it's interesting to me now you know i tend to go to mom and pop places because i know the struggle there and i want to support them or if i go to a place and i see a father and son working of course brings back fond memories and um, (laughs) i'm like i understand what you're going through right now but trust me this is this you will be thankful for this so that's great that's great well so you grew up in oklahoma city right what high school did you go to? I went to a very, very, very tiny private school called Oklahoma City Christian Academy. Uh-huh. It does no longer exist. Uh-huh. We I graduated with five people, yes. if that says yes. anything about the size. I remember but, OCA. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So then you went to OU, right? I actually went to OCCC, Oklahoma City Community College, for my basics. And then I transferred to Edmond, uh, University of Central Oklahoma. I graduated there with a theater degree, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. So your your first job out of college... well, my first, yeah, my first job was at the Oklahoma Film and Music Office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so now talk, talk to us about your work there and then we'll come back okay. to your, to your, to your film here in a minute. But, Perfect. Yeah, but I think, I think this, you know, I think you really have a, have had a fascinating life, you know, from wall to wall here and, and. Um, oh, tell tell us what that organization does, right? Okay. Because I think I think a lot of people don't even know what that is. Right. Okay. So the Oklahoma Film and Music Office, we promote the film and music industries right. in the state of Oklahoma. Wow. We do that through a number of different ways, but I guess I can say on the film side of things. Right. Um, the most important thing we're tasked with and probably why most people have heard of us in that realm would be we administer our state's film incentive program, which means that if a film production comes into Oklahoma and spends a certain amount of money in Oklahoma on Oklahoma goods and services, yes. we rebate a percentage of that back to them. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's the way states, Oklahoma's not the only one. No, no. I believe it. like 44 states <laughs> have incentives. And right. of course, internationally, places like Canada, they kind right. of were one of the first to uh, 
start an incentive program. So everybody has some kind of an incentive program. Correct. It's just, just a matter of what the incentive is. Right. And, and is it a lot of times just the location that they're looking for a lot of times? You know, uh, it, well, first of all, the two big things for film to probably bring them out of Hollywood right. are incentive and location. Right. Uh, I think probably money speaks loudest yeah. a lot of times, but at the same time, there are things you are not going to get in Los Angeles here in Oklahoma. Right. Um, and so we've been kind of lucky a lot lately that we've had a lot of people who grew up here. And they may be living in Los Angeles, New York, or whatever, but their story is set here based on their background, right. and they've pioneered to bring it here. And I don't think they could have brought it here without an incentive to right. do that. Right. So, so that so that that incentive is very important for us to compete with another state. Correct. Yes. They might come to southeastern Oklahoma, or they might go to southwestern uh, Arkansas. Right. Or you know northwestern mississippi or something it's it's almost the same country isn't it? right so it's just a matter of what state they're in and what it what yeah incentive it and is, i mean right? a lot of times the incentives and locations go hand in hand you know for example i, I know that when we were working with the movie august osage county yeah uh, our probably our primary competitor was georgia yeah um, atlanta they have a huge incentive they have huge <laughs> infrastructure but yeah. once we brought the director and that producer team to uh -huh. oklahoma yeah. and they saw what was here in the locations um they knew there was a difference i think a lot of people even now now of course the news media here really talked about that a lot but a lot of people aren't even aware that 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 movie was the whole movie filmed here or yes, just most of it? all yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. August in Osage County. Mm -hmm. yeah. August Osage County. And that's County. that's probably the biggest success for you for your office, right? Uh, yeah, during yeah. my during my tenure with the office that was definitely yeah. one of the biggest productions yeah. I think to come through since like Twister in <laughs> the late 90s. So. <laughs> right. So so now circling back around yes. to your film. Now yes. now talk talk about the challenges that you encountered this is your first film right. tell me tell me about what are the top three challenges to doing any movie of any length okay all? the top three challenges money yeah time yes and i would say probably f i mean truthfully follow through yeah that's the biggest thing i've learned because it's not over i mean we we filmed it last year right but it's not over i mean um you know, you've got pre-production, production, post-production, post -production, yes. editing, all that. And then you finally get to take it to the fest festival world. Yeah. And then that's a whole nother you gotta journey. you got to go out. Yeah. You, you got to put legs on it, don't exactly. you? you got to go there and show up for them. Yeah. Right. Is this your first festival presentation? Um, we had a our world premiere at Twister Alley Film Festival in Woodward in uh, May. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that, by the way, is one of the festivals that Dead Center has spawned around the state. I know. Right. There's so many film festival, film and music festivals now. Right, I think right, the state yeah. overall is having a cultural renaissance of sorts. Yeah, last, yeah. last fall I did a story for Oklahoma Gazette, uh, and, and when I interviewed Lance McDaniel, he... Uh, just kind of brought that to my attention. I don't think I was really fully aware of, of, right. of how they've just, how Dead Center, you know, is a big film festival, but they work year round. Lance just works, travels around the no, state they year round do. to, to, and they've, they've started growing these, these regional film festivals around the state, haven't they? 
They have. And, I, you know, I mean, I can't speak for Dead Center, but I feel safe in saying this. Yeah. But I, I know that they're incredibly uh, collaborative and supportive of, right. of all those types of festivals. Yeah. I know last year they had a festival summit as part of the their yeah. fe- where, you know, they invited people from um, some of the more rural festivals right. to come and yeah. have like a workshop and learning <laughs> thing. So it's great. Yeah. 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 So where are you going next? How many how many festivals are you going to try to you know you have to pay a fee right yes to, that's the you know the three the, problems money time uh <laughs> follow through you know that's, the, that's that the also one applies thing. to festivals right yeah it? because you know it doesn't your budget for your production right. doesn't just end once you make it right. um you know a lot of that's how festivals make a lot of their money is the submission yeah, fee right. and yeah. so you know that can cost anywhere from twenty dollars to a hundred dollars but that that isn't even the biggest expense is it if you no. if you go to a festival in Des Moines, Iowa, and now you got to find a place to stay in Des Moines, right. and you've got to get there. So it, it traveling around promoting your your film it just continues to be expensive. People people might think, well, yeah, that's expensive to hire all the right people to do everything right, but but it just it just stays expensive, right? Doesn't it? No, and I think you've got to be, you know, if if you're like me and and you're not having millions of dollars or even <laughs> thousands to spend, right. you've got to be selective about how you want to submit your film and where you right. want to submit it to, uh-huh. because, you know, you're trying to submit it to ten festivals. That's a thousand. That could be up to a thousand dollars right there. Yeah, yeah. And just, you're not guaranteed to yeah. get in them. Yeah, so you pay your fee, right? And that's that's kind of a gamble because you, it, they're all juried. They they right. go through them and sort just like Dead Center does. And so yeah, um, so um, are you, are you nervous about about your first showing? That's on Saturday afternoon. Yes, it is. I am. I mean, but good nervous. I'm yeah. I'm very excited. Dead Center um, means the most to me probably just because this is what I've grown up with. I've been working it, you know, on one side of things and now to get to be on the other, I'm very excited (laughs) and honored. And, Uh um, it's the audience. I'm excited to get to share it with someone who doesn't necessarily know what it's about, right. has no connection yeah. to me, and see what that type of reaction will be. And you're just kind of in a in a lineup, like a group of shorts Correct. there. Correct. Yeah, right? I think yeah. there's like four or five other films yeah. in our block. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, so they will have you come up there. For people who don't know, they will they will have all of you come up there and, and take questions if anybody has any. Yes. You know, I've I've been in some audiences where they just ask questions like crazy, and and the moderator just had to say, okay, you know, uh, meet these filmmakers out in the hallway. We right. have to clear the theater, you know, because people just keep on asking questions. And then other times, everybody just sits there. So so and it and it doesn't seem to make any kind of you know there's no rhyme or reason to it right. it's just who the particular crowd you draw right? i feel like you know the, the, the dead center what i've i hope people are engaged that's what i see most often yeah. and i'll plant my mom with a question if i have to <laughs> that helps to kind of see right. the audience someone needs to you know the first person on the dance floor mentality <laughs> type thing yeah that is good um okay well so uh, uh the one hardest thing for you the the top hardest thing for you and I'll, I have a follow-up question sure. this. the uh, hardest thing for you about about being a filmmaker it's so weird to hear that though because it's my first I so that's honestly something I've been trying to wrap my mind around is like whoa I'm a filmmaker now I get to call myself that <laughs> the hardest thing 
Well, in my limited experience right now, I would say the hardest thing is, of course, money. But after that would just be, I think, follow through. I think, you know, just staying staying inspired, staying committed because it is... It's 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 not it looks fun and easy, but it's yeah, not. It's, it's a lot not. of hard. It's a work lot of hard work, and you really have to be married and tied to an idea right, for a yeah. while because you're going to be with it for a long time. Right. And so I think for me, you know, right now the hardest thing is I'm kind of looking ahead. What's next is gauging the next story I want to tell right, yeah. and where that inspiration is going to come from and what I want to be tied to yeah, for a yeah. while. Wow. Most fun thing about being a filmmaker? The most fun thing. It is the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I learned so much through this first film and, and all the pieces and getting mm-hmm. to put them together. And it was just the end product. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yosef Kazami. Yes. Very nice talking to you. Thank you and for having me. We will me. complete this interview. After your first showing, and after you hear these questions and answers, I'll uh, catch about five or <clears throat> I'll catch about five or ten minutes there with you after you've heard the Perfect. questions and seen the response and sat in the theater and watched people. So okay, we just got through with the uh, first showing of your of your film, and you got the response from people. People came up to you and talked afterwards. What were some of the responses that you heard? It was incredible. Uh, uh, it was great. I've been kind of emotional myself the whole day, but <laughs> what I'm I, what I'm happiest to hear mm-hmm. is that I hoped that people who didn't know me right. or, or, or didn't know the story could take something from it themselves right, yeah. and that the universal message came through. And I heard that from people who said, you know, my father passed away in 1999 wow. and I get to, I've, heard stories after it about him that yeah. I never knew and and so to me that uh, means the most to me because that was the aspect of the story that people came up and responded to you the most yes they about. said you know it was personal I I want to know your dad I I felt a connection or yeah. I can relate to it I've had a similar right. you know loss wow. be it a family member or, or, or a loved one uh-huh. of any kind yeah. and and so that probably makes me the happiest. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. So, so just just sitting out here, uh, just sitting in the audience and watching an audience. This was a full house here tonight. It was so nice. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. What was what was it like to just like see your work up on the screen? This is your first. Is this the first this is screening the of your time, first? But probably like I would say the biggest and yeah. most comprehensive of like collective peers in the yeah. Oklahoma film industry yeah. and such. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I just had tunnel vision the whole time because I <laughs> was emotional, but I'm also trying to listen to hear what people respond mm-hmm. to in different parts. And uh, it's always gratifying to know that, right. oh, I hope they like this moment. They laugh here. I hope this pulls a heartstring yeah. and to get to feel that connection with the audience did that happen did it did 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 people react the way you thought they yeah. were going to react well you hope well you well, never know probably how it's done gonna some land test screenings, yeah, haven't yeah. You? yeah um but yes they did so yeah. uh, it was nice to know hey i did something right there 
I think I might know kind of what I'm doing. Is it is it is it great to hear people laugh when you think that they ought yes, to be laughing? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. When the moment like you hope plays how you want it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. So so from this experience, what happens next now? Well, uh, the film has been submitted to other film festivals. Okay, right. You know, again, I never thought this was a possibility. So the fact that we're here now is very yeah. exciting. Uh-huh. My next goal or hope or prayer, I guess you could say, yeah. would be I'd love to see it get played out of state. Yeah. Um, and then after that, on to the next project. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. going to run another six months seeing where it might land right. and what kind of response it gets. And yeah. then after that, I think it's time for me to get creative again and figure <laughs> out what story I'm going to tell next. All right. Good, yeah. good. Are you already working on what story I you're going to tell I have a few next? ideas, uh, yeah. and I'm very excited about them. They're going to – I'm going to take some more time. This one had some uh, – timing issues with because it was I wanted to film it at the location of right, the business right. it was being sold in 45 days oh, so my write the script cast the movie crew it up shoot it wow. so I want to take some more time to uh in the writing process right. and all of that yeah. to fine okay. tune it so yeah all right very yeah. good Yusef Kazami yes. uh, congratulations thank you so much on your uh, Dead Center Film Festival thank debut you. of your film here and good luck with the other festivals I that you've submitted that. this to also thank you thanks I en- for having I me I enjoyed it too I I'm wanted glad. to be sure I wanted to that. say what did you think <laughs> yes we didn't even get to I was talk about what that. you thought I thought it was great and great. you know that it it was significant to to me that this is in the same group of shorts that has that has the other movie about the cab driver, the Iraqi right, man. Right, there was a theme a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know about about this is this is what you know. We hear so much political crap right now about immigration. Like these are the real immigrants. Right. Here. They, yeah, you know these these hardworking people out there just out there meeting the public every day out there winning people over every day uh, like your dad did in his convenience store like that guy driving the cab you know so i think the themes transcend all cultures and i think every film i was honored to be among this selection of international films it was great yeah that's awesome thank 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 you you. very much i appreciate you for having me that concludes our interview There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Steven Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson.